There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Welcome to Sex Talk with Zivi and Tracy, co-hosted by me, Zivi Owens, and Tracy Cox, who is the author of 17 books and an international sex expert. We are the duo behind the TikTok viral sensation account called With Zivi and Tracy, and you should definitely listen to this podcast in which I ask Tracy three anonymously sourced questions each episode, which you can also enter at www.sextalkwithzivi.com and tracy.com and it's sex talk s-e-x-t-o-k to reflect our tiktok viral success i hope you enjoy enter your questions on our website listen up send it to friends and please rate and review our podcast wherever you listen to podcasts enjoy hi tracy how's everything hi, going? <laughs> i'm i'm really good because i've just come back from a lovely weekend in paris so how can I be not happy about that? And the weather was sunny, even though it was freezing and it was great. And we're up for another award. I was going to say, it. I'm happy because we're nominated. <laughs> I can't believe it. It's, I mean, I can believe it because we're amazing. I'm kidding. But no, I mean, we're nominated for in this social best humor category in the Webby Awards, which is so exciting. And also we got honored. We got an honorable mention or whatever in, in best talk show podcast, which by the way, mm. Moms Don't Have Time to Read Books did not even get honored for it. And I was like, hello. <laughs> I do that seven days a week. Oh my gosh. Okay. So anyway. Oh my God. Do you do that seven days a week? I do. You don't do more than one a day, do you? Oh yeah. Oh my God. What? Mums don't have time to read books. You're kidding me. I did me. six yesterday. Yeah. Six. Yeah. Zippy. I know. Oh, yeah. Our authors love you though. Honestly. That's so good I lo- honestly, do I love doing it. I love doing yeah. it. But I would love to do that. That would be a podcast that I would love to do is read a book and then have to interview the author. I'd love to do that. Absolutely love to do that. And I've got a few suggestions for you after this, which remind me to tell you. Oh, good. Which is, books, um, you mean? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, really good. Well, give books. me one now. You I don't have know one. Them. Okay. No, you don't have one. Okay. Um, All right. Well, give it to me. No, 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 no. Because I've forgotten the name of it. It's a really okay. creepy, like, anyway, whatever. I'll come up with it next week. Okay. Right. Questions. Sex questions. Sex questions. Okay. Question. Oh, but also, if you are listening to this, if you could go to webbyawards.com and vote for our show, there's a people's voice component, which I think we won last time, didn't we? Yeah, we did. We did win it last time. Something. That was a lovey's. Well, anyway, go to, let me just make sure this, yeah, webbyawards.com and go vote for us under social media. Webby, W-E-B-B-Y, isn't it? Yes. Yeah, webbyawards.com. Great. So please go to that, listeners, and vote for Tracy and me. We will be so excited. And then we would get invited to the big awards show, which would be really cool, too. So anyway. Okay. Yes. Question number one. My husband and I are very different heights. I am 5'5", and my husband is 6'5". We have been together for almost 25 years now and have had some ups and downs, but we have recently found each other again. We are both very adventurous during sex and really enjoy each other. 
We both would like to have him bend me over and take me or have sex standing up. The problem is our height. Even shower sex is out. The angle just isn't right, and it becomes quite funny when we try. Do you have any ideas on how to solve these problems? She put the glasses on halfway through. I'm that losing means... my vision. It's crazy. This is pathetic. It's like the minute you start wearing glasses, you've got to keep wearing them. Right. I do have ideas. I have many ideas. The first one is stairs. Now, stairs, mm-hmm. especially if you've got some stairs with a wall behind it, as opposed to freestanding stairs, that will solve your problem for standing sex. Because if she just stands on the one, two, three stairs up, and then he's standing there, that really is a How good How would they even upper. reach each other? Well, depends on you're the height so of the stairs. You're so far away, though. If you're, if you're up three steps. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah well, you just lean, wouldn't you? You lean. Okay, okay. All right, you've got to use your imagination. Okay, And okay. also, the thing about stairs is that they don't move around, and that's the joy of them. They really are very, very handy. for. They're handy for anybody, really, if you want to even up things or make sex more comfortable or, or sit on a step to give oral sex to your partner. Stairs are brilliant, absolutely brilliant. Mm-hmm. Now... In the, in the longer question, the lady said, oh, can we use a stool? And I was like, no, do not use a stool. Because stools are really, they're not sturdy enough at all. <laughs> but what about a stepladder? Because stepladders are sturdy. And I was eyeing off my cleaners here at the moment. I was looking at the stepladder and thinking, <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> that would work. That would work. Because it's nice and stable, isn't it? So you could try that. Now, I'm starting off with things that are in the house, and I'm going to move up to more serious, sophisticated choices. Oh, my goodness. Okay. The other thing, yeah, you brace yourself, literally. And the other thing is big, firm pillows. Everybody who's serious about sex should have big, firm pillows. Not like little pillows, not decorative ones, but big, firm pillows, because they get you out of a lot of things, even up height differences. They help if you're different weights, if you've got a bad back, if you've got, you know, like you want to support a dodgy knee or they really are fantastic or if you're just having a fat day if you're leaning forward over a pillow you feel great about yourself so I strongly recommend big firm pillows wait if so, you lean forward over a pillow you feel great about yourself yeah well you um well so if, say say you've, you're feeling all fat or bloated or something this is obviously talking about myself here if you lean on if you put a pillow and you do it doggy style like him from behind mm-hmm. you're hiding everything that you feel self-conscious about and it feels all nice and comfortable and it's just a great position to do yeah, highly okay. recommend it big okay. p- big pillows everybody should have them right moving on to things that you buy you can buy what's called a sex wedge right now this is a wedge-shaped pillow very firm and portable if you look it up online just put in sex wedge pillow and it's designed for sex. Now, what this does is it just evens up everything. So say you're wanting to do doggy style and you're the short one, you would be kneeling on the wedge, which is, you know, putting it on the right way around, and it automatically makes you higher and lifts you up higher. So it's actually for people with height differences, weight differences, and it's also just great for any type of position because you just wedge it underneath you and it makes things possible. She's looking it up. I'm Googling this. I'm, I'm doing this. Yeah, sex wedge. And and because sex furniture is a thing, right? Look up Liberator. That's the main brand. And sex, so Liberator, for instance, they do all this furniture that just looks like normal furniture, like a chaise lounge or yeah. stuff like that. I mean, I'm pretty and, sure we have these in our playroom just for fun with the kids. I'm not yes. even kidding. They're not called sex wedges. I bet wedges, you do. But 
I swear, this is our like playroom furniture. <laughs> well, there you go. Look at it in a different way. Oh, that, and I was about to say, like, some of them are quite expensive, but just look at the furniture on that shop, and suddenly you'll think, actually, that looks a bit like my Ottoman. That looks oh, a my bit God, like too funny. <laughs> play, and they are very strong primary colours, so I can see that it would look like child's furniture. But yeah. they, you can get one made yourself. You can alter your furniture, but just have a look at that. It, with an eye to your height and position, and you might come up with some ideas. Now, also, if you do a search in an online sex store, I did this with Love Honey, which are the people that have my sex toys. I typed in position enhancer, right? And I found this chair that could be quite useful because often sitting down, when you're seated, the height difference is different, but the piece de resistance, which is going to actually solve all of your problems, is da, 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 a sex swing, Mm. Now, did you see the episode of Sex in the City when Samantha's on the sex swing? Yes. That was mar- but now that was a sex swing. That was the old school where you had to drill them into the into yes. the room. Like a big, TRX big, or something. <laughs> yeah, 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 like a TRX. And it was a big deal, and people used to have them as a feature. Now, today's sex swings, you just put over the door. They're not expensive. They're about, well, the one that I was looking at was about £65. So what's that in dollars? Probably about $80, $90. And it's perfect. I mean, they're designed for perfect, you know, to, to even up weight differences, height differences. They mean that you'll be able to have standing up sex, against the wall sex, no problems at all. So that is what I would really recommend. Other tips, I think when he's on top, I mean, I'm just imagining if he's a foot taller, you'd be squashed into his chest. So try lying on a table or a counter with your bum right on the edge, right? So that would sort of help a little bit. If you are going to do doggy, the best position for height differences is spooning because then you're not sort of squashing each other. And also another thing, which I'm sure you thought of, but if you haven't, if you sit on his lap, because that then evens everything up a bit, doesn't it? Mind you, she's still looking at his nipples probably, isn't she? Sitting on the lap. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I'm trying to look at position. I suppose it depends on what she's She's probably higher up than that. I mean. Well, I hope so. But it depends on if his height is She would be like two feet tall. (laughs) Well, she's no, she's not actually. She's five five, and he's six no, five. Yeah, no, I think actually, it that's be... the same as my. I'm five five, and my first husband was six four. Well, there you I go. I can't remember having all these problems. Yeah, anyway, that's something to go with. That's so funny. Oh my gosh. Okay, mm. well, I'll never look at my playroom the same way again. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Okay, I have two new obsessions that I need to share with you. Impress No Glue Press-On Mannies and Impress Press-On Falsies Lashes. Trust me, these are getting ready game changers. Both require no glue, so there is no damage to your natural nails and lashes, no mess, and no annoying dry times. Just one step and you're done. Boom. Instant glam. Visit impressbeauty.com slash presson and use code PRESSON25 at checkout for 25% off Impress Manicure and Press-On Falsies. 
Okay, no. question number two. I am a happily married man who likes wearing women's underwear under my clothes. I buy the items secretly, and my wife has no idea I do this. It's remarkably easy to get away with if you think things through which I am now doing. I've been doing this from when I was very small and never told anyone about it in my life. It doesn't interfere with my relationships, but I would dearly love not to have to hide it and to share this indulgence with my wife. I have two questions. Would you consider this a fetish? And should I tell her? Mm. Now, have you ever heard of any, I suppose this isn't the sort of thing that people just tell anyone, but just interestingly, right. So say... Your husband, Kyle, said to you, do you know what, Zippy? <laughs> we can't. This is something that I like doing. What would you do? Would you think, oh, my God, or would you think, okay, that's interesting? I don't know. What would you think? Well, because, because of what I do, I've had loads of guys, straight guys, say to me, I quite like wearing women's underwear. So I think I would just go, okay, that's really interesting. And, I mean, I certainly wouldn't freak out about it at all. I would think... God, that's really interesting because I kind of can see why that would appeal. But I don't know how I'd cope with being, I don't know where how I'd cope if, if Mars only came out and said, actually, I'm a full cross-dresser. Right. I don't know how I'd cope well, with that. I mean, so, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, interesting. So, so it isn't uncommon. By definition, this guy is a cross-dresser because a cross-dresser is just somebody who wears clothes that are designed for the opposite sex. But, I mean, cross-dressing's on a spec, and this would be on one end and, trans, you know, transparent, the full Moira. Wasn't she called Moira, was she? I loved her. Oh, did you see that? Who's Moira? Wait, what are we show. even talking about? Who is Moira? Transparent. All right, Moira is a character in a TV show called Transparent, which is oh, about... Uh, I don't watch that show. Yeah. Oh, it, it is absolutely fantastic. I don't watch fantastic. a lot of shows. Okay. You've got to watch that. But actually, okay. I don't even know if it's on anymore because didn't he get done for sexual harassment, I think, the guy? Anyway, it was fantastic. And he he's this normal family man who comes out and starts dressing like a woman and it's how this very typical Jewish family cope with it. It's brilliant. Anyway, so um, you're not on, you know, so you might probably won't identify with cross-dressing at all, but you definitely, by definition, are one. Is it a fetish? Well, I would say it's more a kink than a fetish, but in fact... You are both, this is both a kink and a fetish. Now, the difference is a kink, right? The difference between the two. I was about to ask you the difference between the two, but anyway, okay. A kink is? Yeah. So a kink is if you have some kind of form of sexual expression which falls outside the mainstream, right? So for instance, anal sex would have been a kink before it became something that lots of couples do. A fetish is when you have a heightened attraction to an object or a non-genital body part that you enjoy getting sexual gratification from. So, in fact, this does tick that box because he's having heightened attraction to lingerie, right? And he gets sexual gratification. So he ticks all three, really. So you're a cross-dresser, you have a fetish, and you have a kink. But I was interested as to why he wanted to know whether it was a fetish. I mean, because he's quite comfortable with it. I would say you take your pick, whichever one you want to identify with, take it. Or you could just have something that you quite like, like you know, wanting to wear women's knickers. Now, why do men enjoy this? It usually is comes from an early experience where they put on their mum's bra and knickers and thought, oh, this is interesting, got a bit of a thrill, and then stay, you know, you, once you have a thrill sexually at a very early age, it sticks with you and it's something that you often revisit. It could be that, you know, with how a fetish is born is, again, that very early intense sexual experience. So it could be 
you know, somebody who's six and they get spanked by their teacher and she happened to be wearing a silky stockings or something and suddenly they really like, they've attached the sexual excitement with silky stockings. The other thing is, is that in a very masculine world, lots of men say they enjoy just, they're quite curious about what it would be like to be a woman. And they that's their indulgence of the feminine side which is quite interesting. And then also, some men just say, I just like the feeling of the silk against my skin. And look at how, but also look at how much men embrace dressing up. Whenever there's any dressing up party or fancy dress, sorry, fancy dress, every guy is like, I know, I'm going to go as a woman. I'm going to put makeup on. I'm going to wear earrings. I'm going to, mm. have you not You mean like a costume so- party? Men, re- yeah, a costume party. Men really embrace it. So I think more men, I think lots of men probably have looked at nice silky knickers and thought, wonder well, what that feels like. I mean, like. in truth, it's it's not fair. I mean, we women can wear everything that men wear whenever they feel like it, right? We wear pants. We, wear, yeah. we don't wear ties that often, but we can. I mean, look at like Diane Keaton and all these. I mean, it's not a thing at all. It's totally socially no. acceptable. But for men, yeah. it's, it's a thing. Yeah, I mean, I mean, not, you know, less and less these days and whatever. And but just mm. for like the normal, you know, anyway, whatever. Straight it it, it yeah. just doesn't, yeah, it no, doesn't no, seem I, equitable I to go in both ways, you know. No, it, it does, it's never been equitable, has it? So should he tell his wife? I think the biggest fear that... How does his wife not know? Does she not do his laundry? he said. I, well, but like, he's obviously got some secret little place that he puts them. But it's his body. I think it would be... His body is his secret little place he puts them. Do you know what yeah, I mean? Like, no, but he obviously, I don't know. Yeah, you'd think that he would have been caught. And by like, now. where is he stashing them? And where is he cleaning them? And where? I have so many questions on this <laughs> from a well, practical standpoint. Yeah, I, I was I thinking mean, about. It. I was thinking you could get away with it, but it'd have to be quite a system. But he did say, if you if you've thought it through, you can get away with it. So he's obviously got a time that he can wash them, a place he can stash them. Oh my gosh! And he well, obviously. Maybe come straight home and has it. Oh, I don't know. But anyway, it's a lot of thinking through. So I can see why he probably wants to tell her to have to not think it all through. But I think the first thing that most people think when they hear about things like this is, is he gay? And it's absolutely not true. I think something like 90% of cross-dressers, even higher than that, are straight heterosexual men. So that's the first thing she might need reassuring on. But the other thing is, what's your wife like? Like, should you tell her, well, if she is she adventurous? Is she, does she think outside the square? Is she somebody who's open-minded? You know, what does she think about people who dare to not be the norm? Is she, what's your instinct on this? Like, would she be open to this? Because, you know, if... If you think that it's going to be a positive thing and she she is probably going to say, oh, that's interesting and be able to chat about it logically, then tell her. But if not, if you honestly secretly think that maybe she wouldn't react well to this and it would cause problems, I wouldn't tell. But it depends on how badly he needs to confess because say, say I said this to you, okay, you have to continue doing this in secret for the rest of your life. What's What's his reaction? Is it that he would feel absolutely wretched? Or is it, okay, well, I prefer to tell my wife, but you know what, I'm coping with this okay. So depends on which way, isn't it? Well, I I think it's the fact that he's keeping this big secret that he should tell Is it her. a big secret? Yes. Think, <laughs> don't you think? I, I mean... <laughs> well, it's his business though, isn't it? Oh, okay. I mean, he's not having sex with other people. No one's being hurt by it. I, I don't think it's, it's anything... Well, I think what I'm trying secrets. to say, I don't think it's anything he need, he necessarily needs to be ashamed of, but I think yeah. that it's something that he is keeping away from his wife. <clears throat> that 
Like he's obviously. Would well, you tell Kyle every single thing that you do? I mean, most <laughs> things. I mean, honestly, there's not much. Yeah, I mean, pretty much. I mean, okay. I mean, don't well, you? I do. I do too. She I mean, says I don't have any big secrets. Yourself. I don't have see. <clears throat> I, I I feel like keeping secrets puts a lot of stress on a relationship. If and if a secret is something you're totally humiliated. I mean, this man is saying he. He's never told anyone about it in his life. He obviously feels, I don't know if he's embarrassed or ashamed or whatever, but he's obviously not broadcasting it from the rooftops. No. I don't know. It's I not feel the sort like- of thing. It's not the sort of thing you would. Like these men have told me, but that's in complete confidence and often anonymously, you know, like through email or Twitter or things like that. So, but I have a few, had a few like friends that tell me, single friends though. I don't know if they tell me if they were in a relationship. But what I think is, is yeah, you're right. It's, it's ideally we wouldn't have secrets from each other, but lots of people do. It might be that you masturbate to a certain type of porn and you don't really want to tell your partner that or little things like that. I mean, that's on par with this. So does that matter? Does your I don't feel like that? that's the same bucket. This is, this is like, I don't know. I see this as something very practical. Like, like how is he, I, I, I don't know. <laughs> so you're caught off it. Yeah. So has she never, ever unzipped his pants and thought, right? what the hell's that? Yeah. Like, how is he always running off, taking them off? Like maybe he wears. Do, them do at they not? Does he time. pack them on vacation? Like I, I don't know. No, I bet he doesn't. I bet he doesn't. Listen, I reckon the way to say this to her is to confess to a fantasy and say to her, "Do you know what? I had this fantasy about me wearing women's knickers, and it and it really made me feel aroused." Right? So fantasy. See what's her reaction to this? She's either mm. going to go, "Oh, well, that's a bit weird," or. Well, that's interesting. I wonder where that came from, right? Now, it would be rather easy to then say, well, why don't we try it? And then if she liked it, problem solved. It's all incorporated into your lovemaking. So that's one way of solving the problem. But she will at some point, if you suggest this, say, have you ever done this before? She mm. will. <laughs> and then she might feel tricked, right? And then if he, you know, if he's, she, they start doing it and then suddenly it's like, actually, I've been doing this. She might, well, why didn't you just say that? So I reckon he should start off with the fantasy. I had this fantasy. What do you think? And if she seemed intrigued, say, do you know what? Now you've said that. I've actually been doing this the whole of my life. I'm not gay. I'm not transitioning. I don't want to dress like a woman. This is the extent of it. I just like wearing women's pants and I've kept this a secret. No one else has, I've never told anyone. And I just feel relieved that I can tell you now. That's how I'd do it. But if she looked horrified, I'd keep it a secret. Hmm. Okay. Because I know it's bad to keep secrets, but it's something that gives him pleasure. It, if that one thing, which is really not causing, it's not hurting anyone, okay. it's not doing anything with anyone else, if that tips over the marriage, it's not worth it, is it? No, I don't think it's going to tip over the marriage. I don't think it's maybe. that big a deal. I think it's like maybe if he prefers them, he could just be like, look, they're softer or, you know. <laughs> like, here's why. I don't know. It could tip over some it, it Also, Tracy, it never says he only likes to do this for, he doesn't do it for, like, sexual enjoyment. Like, he's not making, he's just saying, like, I like to wear women's underwear. Like, this is my I thing. I think it is sexual enjoyment. I think yeah. it's sexual okay. enjoyment. Yeah. Because right. it's not like, it, I mean, if it was superior, you know what, I prefer the design and cotton feel, you know, silk feels right. nicer than cotton and it doesn't give me a rash, he's going to say, right. hey, by the way, you know what I mean? Oh, I don't, yeah. I, I but don't maybe think, because he's going to be doing it for a very young age. And yeah. Anyway, so okay. big, big overriding message here, which I find really interesting, is 
no one thinks this is a big deal. Zippy doesn't think it's a big deal. I don't think it's a big deal. I, so maybe you are making it a bigger deal than it is. Completely. Anyway. I, I don't know. I feel like I answered this question wrong. I don't know. I mean. Why? I don't know. Wrong? What do you mean? I don't know. Maybe. I mean, I, I, don't, I don't know. Okay. Next, next question. <laughs> I, I don't think it's a big deal, but I, I, I think the bigger, I, for me, the bigger issue is keeping a major secret. And secret. I'm not saying that there's not a, I mean, I don't know. Okay, whatever. I'm being totally I know what you're saying. I do know what okay. you say. Okay. Secret and secrets. We, we, how many questions do we get that are about secrets in relationships? And it, they, nearly always the answer is confess, like tell people the secret. Don't keep a secret in the first place, you know, et cetera. Yeah. So you're right. I'm, I'm curious if this person is listening and if this answer mm. has helped and what, what he ends up deciding to do. So if I were him, yeah. I would say absolutely tell her. And, you know, she loves you. Right? It's his yeah. way. Yeah. She'll probably be like, okay. And he's, he sounds like he's very cool with his sexuality. And, and so why wouldn't she be? It would be odd that he would have matched up with somebody who was very uptight and would go, what the hell are you talking about, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. I'm so tell her. But then why hasn't he told her? Yeah. Why hasn't he told her before I, now? I don't know. We need more information, don't we? We need more information. Okay. Question three. Tracy, I am like you often describe yourself when you were younger, namely very jealous of everything. Real women, porn, <laughs> fantasies, thoughts. I would like to control everything. It makes me and all of my partners, including the one I'm with now, go crazy. What can I do about it? I tried different kinds of psychotherapy, but I'm still going nuts very often. How did you find your way out of this horror? Thank you so much for your great podcast. It's just great. Oh, that's nice. <laughs> I always leave in the little compliments. If you Did you ever get jealous? Sometimes, yeah. Yeah. Did you did you ever have a jealousy issue when you were growing up? Not like this person, apparently. No, or me. I had I had very, very incredibly bad jealousy because my dad had an affair for 10 years and left me with massive jealousy problems. So I went oh. to see two shrinks about it and yeah, massive. Like so obviously I've talked about this before. And I was thinking about all the things, what's calmed it down for me. Number one, age. I think as you get when you're younger, you you know, first of all, that jealous rage is quite something when you're in it. It's a wonderful feeling. Rage is, can be quite a wonderful feeling. So you can get addicted to that. But I think as you get older, you get better at controlling your emotions. And also it starts to dawn on you like, okay, so all these relationships, I've sabotaged all these relationships. Maybe this isn't working out for me. You sort of logically come to that conclusion. In terms of therapy, I my therapy worked really well, actually. But I think the, only, the main things you need to get out of therapy for jealousy is you've got to pretty much figure out where it came from. And which most jealous people know, nearly all jealous people go, it's because of this, right? And then you have to learn that because of what happened to you, you are looking at the world through a distorted lens and you are seeing danger that probably isn't there because of what happened to you. I think that's the main thing that therapy solves is to get that into your head that, you know, you aren't like other people. You are seeing danger where there isn't any. And also to understand how jealousy works. Now, jealousy... Your brain is always trying to protect you. So because you got massively hurt by whatever got, happened, happened, your brain is going, right, when somebody gets close to you and if they cheat, this is going to hurt this person. So what I'm going to do, I'm going to make sure that no one gets close to her so she can't be hurt. Mm. So that's why if you're like, I had plenty of relationships where I didn't care about the person. I was fine with them. The minute I cared 
that was when the jealousy would go, hang on a minute, you know, big alert, you know, this person could hurt you and it sabotages it. So then you're on your own and you're not going to get hurt, but you're horribly lonely. And that's how jealousy works. It's not working for you. It's trying to keep you single. So if you want to stay single, great. If you don't want to be single, that's what jealousy does. The other thing is every jealous person snoops and not snooping is going to cure a lot of your jealousy because the minute you snoop, you get that, I'm sure I'm going to find something. I know I'm going to find something. So it kind of feeds that jealous paranoia and keeps it nice and alive, which is not what you want. Mm -hmm. And the other thing is you keep thinking, well, if I don't snoop, I might miss something. Well, when you're hyper jealous, like I was in this lady is, you're never going to miss it because you're, your radar's always on. So you're much more hypervigilant about anything than anybody will ever be. So you don't need to do it physically. You don't need to have it on and have a time when you check the phone because you're going to notice. So trust yourself on that one. And the other thing, a really big thing, is to choose your partner well. Like, don't choose someone who's got a history of cheating. You know, make sure that when you pick someone, you talk to their friends and that they've got them to check their moral standing because that's a big thing. And the other thing is, I, and this was the biggest thing for me, choose somebody who's going to give you what you want. Like I used to go for these really high flyer, successful men, very attractive, always out and about, always getting hit on by women, always traveling. Now, for the jealous person, that's a nightmare, right? Mm -hmm. So yeah. eventually mm -hmm. I... I you know, my partner now is more of a homebody. He's not interested in living it up. And it's also age as well, because my partner, you know, I met him when I was 50. So you, you'll pass that stage. He's kind, he's caring, he checks in, he knows my story. He's happy, he's like, that must have been awful for you. So he tries very hard not to ever trigger it. And I mean, 10 years in, he doesn't trigger it. And he's not an unattractive man. It's not like I've settled for somebody. And that doesn't work, by the way. I tried that when you were jealous to try and go <laughs> for someone who's really beneath you, like you're, a, you know, a five and they're a three or one. And that doesn't work, doesn't work, doesn't work at all. It's nothing to do with that. So you might as well go out with who you find attractive and just deal with it. And so if you find this person who is not, a jealousy triggering type of person, it's a lot easier. And, you know, so that's the thing. And the other thing is, finally, is you've got to take it through to the worst scenario because love is a risk. And this is what this shrink used to say to me all the time. He would say to me, you keep wanting to look for guarantees and there are no guarantees. No one has a guarantee. I mean, you can't control, you know, you can't control life, How, let alone your partner. So you yeah. just have to choose the right person carefully. Once you find the right person and you feel like you could trust them, you just have to close your eyes and take a big Zen leap and just trust because there is no other way around it. There is no other way around it. And assume the best, not the worst and like everything in life. If you do that, it tends to work out well. That's nice. There you go. That's true. Don't you think? <laughs> I agree. I agree. <laughs> yeah. I mean, basically by it's horrible jealousy by settling you're not you know that's not you're not addressing the the main issue but yeah yeah you're not addressing the main issue mm -hmm. and I used to avoid very good looking men because my dad in his day was quite good looking very good looking actually and so it was like right well that's a factor so if I just don't go out with very good looking men this isn't going to happen but it doesn't happen I went out with some guy who was a little fat chubby little thing not good oh my looking God. at all you can't say that I don't think <laughs> 
sorry. Okay, somebody who wasn't attractive at all. And he cheated on me with a girl called Bubbles, can I just say. I mean, I got cheated on with somebody who wasn't... Yeah, he was a private detective. He was so nice and felt lovely. And he cheated on me with some girl called Bubbles. So there you go. And you know what? I survived. And that's the other thing that helped. My worst nightmare came through... Am I allowed to say the bubbles thing? I know the yes, thing. Yes, your worst said, nightmare so. turned out to be bubbles. Yeah, turned out so. to be, and then I was fine. And I survived. So that was the other thing. I did survive. Oh, my gosh. That's <laughs> pretty funny. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. Okay. Yeah. Well, I also I also do think that jealousy can be very annoying for the other person. You know, if one of oh, you God. is, right? It, so that causes another problem in your relationship when what you're trying to do is avoid problems in your relationships. Right? Yeah. So. It's, it, it guarantees that they're going to leave you. If you're jealous, it guarantees they're going to leave you because you're so difficult. I mean, I was a nightmare, Zippy. I was a nightmare. If my partner went down to the shops and was five minutes late, it was like, well, you've obviously been talking to somebody and I wouldn't speak to them for two hours. And they were like, you're just completely out of control. Mm. And I was. I was really bad. It's horrible. It's horrible being jealous and it's horrible being on the other side of it. So it's definitely something you need to get It's interesting rid of. to hear it, from, though, from the perspective of the person who is jealous. You know, usually mm. I feel like popular media makes the jealous person into like some sort of psychopath when that's really not true. And it really, no, like most... It's a hurt person. It's yeah, somebody it's, who's been really hurt and who's scared. I was terrified. Oh. Oh, I know. Poor little me. Poor little little Tracy and Bubbles. (laughs) (laughs) Bubbles. I mean, come on. Could have at least cheated with somebody called, like, I don't know, Laura. I don't know. What was a really glamorous name? Can't think of one. Anyway, whatever. Laura, the husband stealer. Okay. Sex challenge of the week. Sex challenge is have sex while both of you are blindfolded. Not just one of you, but both of you. Now, this is really good I think, because... I think the real challenge would be... <laughs> the real challenge would be for you to go on the stairs to try to do question number oh, yeah. one. Also blindfolded. And let's just see what happens then. <laughs> yeah, let's just see what happens then if you just survive the whole thing. Oh, my, oh my God, God, that would be disastrous. <laughs> I know. And so, actually, let's just put this into you. Probably... In a, in a pretty safe room, maybe, without any loose knives or anything that could crash into Yeah, <laughs> so the it's really good. Not the it's kitchen. Really no, not the kitchen. <laughs> so both blindfolded, heightens all the senses. It's a bit of a laugh, and it's really, really good for you. And it, and it just, you know, like when you feel your partner's body and you're looking at them, you know what to expect. But if you feel your partner's body and you can't see it, it really makes you appreciate the, the skin and the texture, and it heightens the other senses, really. So, uh, and you kind of have to be in the moment. So if you're somebody who finds yourself getting really distracted during sex, this is really good to keep you in the moment because you have to keep in the moment or else you fall over and kill yourself <laughs> on the stairs. <laughs> Don't. Oh, my God, you packed me up. Oh, dear. Okay. okay. We better stop now, don't you? We better stop now. Thank you, Tracy. Thank you, everyone, for listening. <laughs> if you found this funny or enjoyable or anything good, go to webbyawards.com and please vote for our show, Sex Talk with Zippy and Tracy. And hopefully we will win a People's Voice Award. So give us a vote. Thank you so much. And okay. Tracy, thanks for another enjoyable <laughs> recording session. <laughs> I feel we get distracted, not only getting distracted during sex, we go off on tangents, but anyway, whatever. It's quite funny. Okay. And we're up for humor. So maybe people like it. Maybe that's why we're in that category. Too funny. Love it. (laughs) All right. Next week. Bye. Bye.
Thanks for listening to Sex Talk with Zivi and Tracy. If you want more from Tracy, she has a column on Moms Don't Have Time to Write on Medium. So check that out too. Thanks again. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare tri-term medical plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare tri-term medical plans may be for you. Learn more at uh1.com.